And now, weighing in out of the blue corner, Josh the Pong Thompson. 100%. And on the other mic, he weighs in from the red corner, Big John McCarthy. That's right. We are back. It is the Weighing In Podcast. It is spring. All of the pollen is out. And my man, Josh Thompson, has got a sultry sound and voice for you today. What's up, Big Sexy? Hey guys, what's going on? <laughs> My voice is so gone. Oh man, this is gonna be a long, long show for me. Um, but you have you have a, a stuffy nose though as well. From all oh yeah, all the pollen's killing me. It's all good. Yeah, it was fine the other day until Monday when I woke up, and then it was um, the the wind started kicking up, and I woke up Monday morning and just felt like. I felt fine, but my throat is gone. I have no idea. It doesn't hurt. Nothing happened. It doesn't hurt. Nothing. I sound horrible. This is disgusting. <laughs> this is the best you've ever sounded to me, man. Oh, man. It's so bad. What's crazy is that sometimes my voice will come back very clean for like two or three words, and then it goes back to this. <laughs> so I was like, oh. It's trying to make a comeback and then quits on you. <clears throat> exactly. All right. Well, hey, let's get started. Let's do it. We got all kinds of things. We got a hell of a big pay-per-view coming up this week with a lot of great fights let's just get right to it with alexander volkanovsky against the korean zombie what do you think about that one i love it this podcast is brought to you by mybookie.ag did you guys hear me mybookie.ag where all you guys can make all the bets you want on almost anything john did you hear me john Anything. You've got the final four that is around. You've also got the, the finals that will be coming up. You've got so many things that you could place bets on. Let's not just talk about fights. I want to let everyone know there's other sports out there, man, that are you can place at mybookie.ag. But if you guys use our promo code WAYNEIN for your first initial buy-in, they will give you a little extra spending cash, a little bit more dough to put down, courtesy of us at Wayne In Podcast. If you use that promo code WAYNEIN, at mybookie.ag and use that little QR code right there. That one right there. Do you hear me? Yep. You use that one right there. That QR code right there. Okay. With the weighing in code, it will give you a little extra spending cash for that first initial buy-in. And you guys, we want to thank you guys so much for supporting us and the mybookie.ag website. John, I'm going to let you do most of the talking today. <laughs> Just to, to save everyone's ears from this horrible voice. But uh, overall, I think it's going to be a great fight. I think Zombie's getting overlooked. Don't get me wrong. I think Volk is extremely talented. He's going to put the pressure. He's going to fight, make him fight at a fast pace. And I just think the speed is definitely going to be the biggest difference. I think Volk is going to be faster all the way around from the punching to the takedowns, that top pressure, ground and pound, all of those things. I don't think that Zombie has enough in his arsenal to combat all of that. As long as Volk makes it a full MMA fight, Zombie's going to want to keep this thing on the fight if he keep, or keeps it on the feet. If he keeps it on the feet, it's gonna um it'll be a little bit closer of a fight. But I think that Volk's gonna have a better chance of mixing this up so much better from the wrestling, from all the kicks, especially the kicks. You go kicks to the wrestling, getting that top pressure, ground and pound. I think he's gonna have a great chance. I kind of look at it the same way you do, a little bit different in that I believe that Zombie will try to take Volkanovski down. I'm not I'm not saying that I believe he will be successful, but he will try. Because on the ground, he's damn good. Now, the one thing that yeah. you saw out of Volkanovski's last fight, I'm just going to I'm gonna put it out there. If Brian Ortega, in a clean topside guillotine, cannot submit Alexander Volkanovski, Korean Zombie's not going to submit him either. And so yeah. it's going to come down to 
power. They both have power, but Volkanovski has a higher output. Volkanovski is just, he's incredible. You got to give it to him. The man is just a stud. And I love the Korean zombie, and I think it's going to be a great fight. I just think systematically as the fight goes on, you're going to see zombie starting to break down where Volkanovski is going to continue to build and get stronger and just continue to put the pressure and pace on him and eventually wear him out. I think he's, I honestly think he might get rid of him by about the late part of the fourth round or so, but it's a great fight. And it, you know, it definitely could go the other way. The, you know, zombie could, you know, land a big shot. Anybody can be put out, but Volkanovsky has proven that he's got a good chin. He's got incredible toughness. The guy is just, he's a champ, man. And, and you got to give it to him. It's hard to go against him in this fight. You know, this is, this wasn't supposed to be zombies fight. Now it is. And so I think the UFC put together a, a really competitive fight. It's just one that the champion tends to have most of the advantages, you know, when you look at them matched up. Well, who else should they have put him against? You know, it, it's a rough one. You know, you, you can you can take a look and say that, you know, there's a couple of guys in there. There was guys vying for it and stuff, but I still, you know, if you wanted me to, to go with the one, it's the guy that, that Korean Zombie is working out with, Henry Cejudo. I wanted yeah. to see that. that. That's a great fight. And no matter what anyone wants to say, Cejudo, flyweight champion, bantamweight champion, yes, he's been away for a while. I understand that. But when uh, with Volkanovski, what better fight could you have put together than a, a, a guy that held two titles in two different weight classes? You know, it only, in my opinion, builds Volkanovski if he gets the win. And... If he doesn't and Suhudo pulls off a miraculous, you know, victory, look at what you got. Yeah. The first guy ever to win three different weight classes. Unbelievable. Yeah. But Dana's afraid of that, I think, because I Henry think so can, too. Because Henry can just leave, do what he did in too much. the bad yep. weight division. Yeah. Done it to him before, he's not gonna do it to him again. <laughs> yep. But I mean there is Peter Yawn, huh? Piotr Jan or however you want to say it. I'd like to see that fight as well. Yeah, but he's already him. scheduled to fight Algebra. Yeah, yeah, I understand. But I'm saying, though, I would have liked to have seen that fight as well or that down the line I'd like to have seen that fight. Yeah, I would love so. to see that fight. Well, they've, you know, they, they have worked out together. You know, they've trained yeah. together and stuff, so. Um, yeah, I didn't know I, that. Oh, yeah, I've watched sparring sessions between uh, Volkanovski and Jan, and they get after each other, so it would be an yeah. interesting fight. It'd be fun. Good. Um, should be fun, but uh, this fight, I think, like I said, is I think it's gonna be a little bit more one-sided. I do see potentially him beating Zombie or getting him out of there by around the third, end of the third, maybe the fourth. Yeah. So I think you and I are on the same page, but I also think that um, Volk can't afford to take him lightly. Oh he God! Does no. Possess power in his hands. Yeah. If it, look, if if in any way, and I don't think he is, but if in any way Volkanovski is like you know, taking him like ah, this is easy, big mistake got to have that same mindset he's had for everyone you know for the max holloway fights for the ortega fight that's the mindset that gets him where he's at and gets him that yeah. win so you know, that's what exactly. he needs all right let's get into the co-main event go go what do you think you got peter yon Piotr yon versus uh <laughs> aljamain sterling i think you're gonna see a continuation of what was going on in the first fight i think Sterling's going to start off fast. He's going to start to slow down by half with the second because Jan's going to put the pressure on him. Jan's going to take some shots so early. He's going to take some shots. He's going to end up having to wrestle. He's going to, he's, I think Sterling's going to be the one that's going to be 
slowing down because of the wrestling and because of all the movement that he's going to have to use, utilize. And, and the output's going to have to be higher for him to keep Jan away from him. And I think you're going to see a continuation of what happened in the first fight. Sterling won the first first round, came out, was started to lose, it was losing the second. So he just, it was a close fight in that second round. But I'm simply saying that I think that Close fight until he got dropped away. on his head. Yeah. It was a close fight, but I'm saying that he, it's going to be start going that direction towards Jan about midway through the second round. Cause I think Sterling just utilizes too much explosiveness, too much power. He throws everything with bad intentions, which I don't, I'm not against, but you've got to learn how to pace yourself when you're fighting somebody like Jan who just walks you down and does that to you. You've got to learn how to fight off your back foot. I don't know if he's, I don't know if you can learn that, how to stay relaxed fighting off your that's, back foot. That's the difference. I don't know if I don't know if you can learn that in a, in such a short period of time because he did go through the neck surgery, didn't have a lot of time to really bounce around, train. Sure, he's been he's had a full camp. He's had a couple full camps getting ready for this fight now twice now, right? Yep. So now he's he's here, but you really need to spend a lot of time on learning how to on when to attack when your back foot's against the fence, on when to throw your strikes, when to circle out, when not to waste energy. Remember, missing just remember missing punches. Almost takes more energy out of you than throwing the punch. You know what I mean? Than landing the punch. I mean, so he's got to be very cautious about how much energy he puts out in that early in that early round, maybe round and a half, two rounds. He's got to be careful because that third, fourth, and fifth is when Jan's going to really start putting it on. I'm just. I look at this fight. Aljamain has talked a whole lot of stuff about Piotr, and Piotr's come back and said things about Aljamain, but there is a and we talk about there's actually a hatred between these two and uh there is there is some animosity there i really look in aljamain here's the big difference no matter what anyone says aljamain knows what was going on in that first fight he knows it doesn't matter what anyone you know comes up with what excuses there are what foul was committed or any of that he knows the direction that that fight was going. He knows exactly where he was at. So does Piotr. And now, after being in there with Aljamain and understanding where Aljamain is strong, understanding the kind of takedowns that he tries, I'll give Aljamain might get the first round because Piotr always starts slow. He takes his time and trying to figure out his opponent. But... <coughs> I did do the second fight of Piotr Jan and Magomed. And I went back and watched the first one before I did the fight just so I could watch both of them and stuff. And he was a different fighter in the first round of the fight I did, which was his second one with Magomed, than he was the first fight because he'd already figured him out. He'd already knew what was there. He knew what was coming. And I think he knows what's coming with Aljamain. And I think he actually might come out a lot faster than he normally does and start mm -hmm. putting shots on Aljamain, which is going to make Aljamain have to fight a little bit of a different fight. Look, Sterling is good. He's a good fighter. No, people can sit there and say whatever they want, take things away from him as far as, you know, he, he didn't deserve, you know, to be the champion, okay? All right. But he is a damn good fighter. His whole thing, you know, that he talks about, uh, he was actually the champion before that because it should have been him and Corey Sanhagen when they fought. That's a that's a load of shit. You know, when you get a title fight, you get a title fight. If it's not a title fight, it's not a title fight. So you weren't shit until you, you take that belt 
That's when you're the champion. You're the champ right now. He's the interim champ. We're going to see who's the best guy. And Aljamain is a very talented fighter. He's got a great ground game, but he needs to be on the ground in the top position to beat Piotr Jan. I don't think he can do that very often in this fight if he can do it at all. If he does get him down, do you think he can hold him down? Nope. I don't. Uh, That's why I'm... To think he's going to have to get five takedowns at least minimum, one per round. Yep. And be able to hold him down for that amount of Keep time. Keep him down for at least half of the round. Yeah. Not an easy task. It's a tough task. Tough task. Tough task. Um, all right. Chamayev and Gilbert Burns. Ah! <laughs> oh, this is a... I, man, I love Gilbert Burns. I love him as a person. I love him as a fighter. He's fun to watch. He's got power in his hands. Obviously, his ground game is just unbelievable. And the real question in this is, can he use that ground game? Can he get the fight in a position where he can use the skills that he has on the ground to catch Chemayev? And I'm not sure that he can. In the stand-up, I'm being honest. Chemayev is way longer. Way longer and very good at controlling distance on the feet. He's going to have a hell of a time against Chimaev on the feet. And then the wrestling part, I do believe that Chimaev is going to be able to keep the fight where he wants it to be if he wants it to be in the stand-up. He's going to be able to take Gilbert down if he wants, and he's going to be able to keep it in the standing position. So I, I, the one thing I, I really think people need to don't expect – Chemayev to just run over Gilbert Burns like I think some people are. Do you realize he is like a a minus four seventy five yes. in betting right now? Unbelievable! But that's yeah. the hype that this guy has. You know, going into this fight, you know, it's just crazy. But I gotta say, I do think he's the favorite, and I know that's weird. But I've told you, look, I, I watched him fight a lot. You know, for quite a while. He's good everywhere. Now, his submission game is definitely not Gilbert Burns' level, but it doesn't have to be if he can control where the fight is at. John, a couple of the betting odds had him minus 800 when it first came out. Holy shit. I was like, what are you guys doing? And then it dropped down to minus 600. And then people started betting on him, and then it went back up to like 640, 660, or something like that, 665. Who bets that at minus 600? I don't know. I wouldn't take that chance, not with Gilbert Burns' oh, sessions. No. You know? And the speed of Gilbert is good as well. He's just going to have a hard time getting in. And we saw that with Usman when he was able to hit Usman with some clean shots in that yep. fight. The speed's there. He does slow down, though, on the feet, as we saw with Usman as well. Yep. You know, a little bit of tension, keeps his chin a little bit. He relies too much on his athleticism. Not quite, not quite comfortable just yet on the feet. He is good on the feet, but he's not super comfortable and very technical in terms of defensively. He's good with his hands. He's got fast hands. He's got good wrestling, not great wrestling. His submissions game is the, probably one of the best in the game right now. So, Jamayev though is just he's just a different animal. I haven't seen enough of him though, John. And I'm just, I've said this out. Yeah, the verdict for me is not out on him yet. I have not seen enough of him. And in a win over Gilbert Burns also, if it happens quickly, I still will not have seen enough of him. So if you guys come to me and say, oh my God, he's the real deal. I don't look at it that way. I have to see a little bit more. Give me somebody that's going to, I understand he'd be Gilbert Burns. I get it. Okay, I want to well, see him fight somebody yeah, in the you third, can, fourth, and fifth round. You've got to explain it. You're right. But it's to sit there and say something. This guy has never been out of the second round. Yeah. That's the farthest he's ever gone in a fight is into the yeah. second round. You can't hold that 
you know, oh, I've got to see him be in the third or fourth or fifth round. No. If he beats well, Gilbert Burns and you and you want to sit there and go, I haven't seen enough, you have lost your fucking no, mind. No, no. You have lost your mind. John, John, I can get two good rounds and see enough of him out of it, though. I, if I come out there and I see an 18-second knockout, that to me is not, I, don't, I haven't seen enough. Because, look, we've seen, we've seen guys in the past do really well and get knockout knockouts or whatever and look really well and then all of a sudden they go into the third round okay and then or the second and third round and they start slowing down their gas tank goes down all of these things happen now from what i understand he's always in phenomenal shape he trains like a madman okay and everyone talks about he's got a gas tank this goes and goes and goes it reminds me a lot of the other like guys from you know that have that from dagestan or other guys that have that sambo style background where they just continuously go and go and go so i expect that from him Gilbert is really good on the ground. I'm expecting this fight to hit the ground at some point. But I do think that if he goes out there and knocks him out in 18 seconds, everyone's going to be like, oh, my God, he is the real deal. Look, man, punches are different than a submission where if you catch somebody in a submission, there's a lot of technique that goes into it. I get punches are the same with, with, with boxing as well. But with these little tiny gloves, anyone can be knocked out at any moment. you know. And so I want to see a little bit more footage of him into the later rounds. I'm not holding it against him. I just simply think that my verdict will not be, that's for me, unless I see a good hard-fought two rounds or somewhere in there. If you give me a good round where it's back and forth and they're getting after it and he's stuffing takedowns. You want to see adversity. Shots. Yeah, I want to see him go through some adversity. Why? I don't think he's had to deal with that yet. <laughs> he has to I deal with Hold on. A smart man deals with it in the training center. Yeah, this is true. It makes the fight easy. Isn't that the I truth? Get okay. I get it. I get it. <laughs> He may be he may be the real deal, you know. And, and John, you've you've uh, if you if you refed any of his no, fights, no, I've never refed. I was, no. I've, I've watched his fights. I've seen him okay. for a long time. But you've seen him for a while, and it's like I get it. But if until I see someone go through that adversity, I want to know if they're a real fighter. Look, we've seen some of the best athletes in the world, and I give I give you guys a quick example. There was a wrestler out of Stanford who came to AKA, and I won't I won't mention his name. He was destroying guys in the gym, destroying guys in the gym, got him into a fight, his very first fight. He fought somebody that was relatively okay, you know, but it was his very first fight. He gets hit with one shot. He, kid you not, he ran to the corner in the fetal position and got into the corner and covered up till the ref stopped it. When guys, he was one, it's one thing to dominate people. It's another thing to get dropped. It's another thing to get rocked. It's another thing and to be able to fight out of it. Now, obviously he's, He's probably built that way. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think he, I think Chamayev is not that way. I'm, I mean, I'm just giving you guys an example. When people get, when they get rocked, they get hurt, they get clipped, they don't think and act normally. And so I just want to see him go through a little bit of adversity, fight off a couple hard submissions or close submissions, fight off getting rocked a little bit. I want to see him fight off getting, if he gets slammed on his head, what does he? what happens? You know what I mean? Like I want to see him deal with a little bit of adversity. I'm not hating on him. I think he's a good fighter. I just haven't seen enough yet to, to jump on the hype train to warrant a, a starting off at minus 800, minus 600. Uh, well, that's look, where that, I'm at. That's where, you know, bookies are smart and they want to get people going a certain way, you know, and that's what they're doing. And, but you, you look at those numbers against the guy who he's fighting and you go, that's just nuts. But this is, a, this is the fight that, you know, when you take a look at this card, this one 
it's probably got as much interest or more than any other fight on the card. Yeah. It really does. Which is all because of, look at Chemayev. You talk about a guy that moves the needle. People are, they're fucking clamoring for this guy. And uh, it's going to be interesting to see. How did the how did the Peter Yawn and Aljamain Sterling fight not end up being the main event? It, basically, it's bantamweight compared to featherweight. That's it. Oh man, I mean, because to me, that's a better fight than than the main event. And I also think that Gilbert Burns and Chimaev is a better fight. But you got to have the title fights up at the top. I get it. Um, but I feel like it's a better, close, more closely contested fight yeah. than than the main event. Next, probably is. All right, Mackenzie Dern against the tiny tornado, Tisha Torres. This is an interesting matchup, but it's one that you take a look and go, Tisha Torres on the feet, very fast, doesn't have, doesn't possess a ton of power as far as in her hands, but she's got a lot of kicks, brings a lot of different techniques, uh, it, you know, onto, you know, what onto her opponent, the way she attacks him. She's just very, very good at what she does and has gotten nothing but better. But Mackenzie Dern on the ground is going to be trouble. She's trouble for anyone on the ground, basically, but for Tisha, Tisha has to stay away from being on the ground, even in the top position with Mackenzie Dern. But can she do that? I don't think so. I think she, like, I love Tisha Torres. You guys know that. Everyone listens to the show, they know I love her. She's an absolute just she's a dynamite of a fighter i love her movement that's what she i think that's where mckenzie germ's gonna have a hard time is having to be able to get a hold of her before she moves left and right tj torres got great lateral movement her punches and kicks come from all different angles that's gonna throw her off a little bit so in that fight she's got to make sure she lands her combinations you know and gets out in circles and, and closes the not closes but gets out of the range of the takedown i think from that position if she can do that i think she's gonna have some success but she is honestly, she's gonna have to make it a boring fight. McKinsey's gonna run her down, try to get her down, and Tisha's gonna have to make it boring. She's got to hit her and then run. If she lets, if she lets her feet settle for a second, okay, it's gonna be a really hard night for her. Yeah, she lets her feet settle down, and then she ends up getting taken down. She'll be on the bottom, just fighting for her life. That's yep. what's gonna happen. Trying not to drown. McKinsey Dern, she's getting better on the stand up. What scares me a little bit on the stand up is a lot she's better. Long. A lot yeah, better. A lot standard. better. Jason Perillo has done an outstanding job. Yep. And, and I don't want to take anything away from Mackenzie because she's the one that is, you know, putting all of that out there. But Jason Perillo has done a fantastic job of getting her to understand how to throw those punches, the technique behind it, the footwork, the lateral movement that she's coming up with, the way to set up, you know, and set little traps so those shots get in there and work. He's done a fantastic job with Mackenzie, and she's done a great job in taking everything that he's been giving her and putting it into practice. Yeah. Yeah, she just got to keep doing that, just to stay along with the jab, you know, throwing the right hands, making sure she's keeping the range with her long jab. <clears throat> and then try to, like, cut, cut Tisha Torres off. Don't chase her around the cage. She can cut her off, put her back foot to the fence, try to get it on the takedown against the fence. But where she lacks, which is McKenzie Dern, she lacks in the wrestling. Her wrestling is not that great. And so we saw in her last fight, she was struggling to get the fight to the ground. Dropping down on the legs should be an option because that opens up a lot of other options for her when she gets down there. 
So she drops down on the leg. I know I, I, I get very nervous saying, hey, drop down on the ankle lock. But <laughs> you have to, like, yeah, she's a different level of yeah. jujitsu practitioner when it comes to hitting the ground than all these other females. All of them. There's like one or two in there that could probably hang with her on the ground. But when it comes to being punched and thrown the submission, she still does a great job at that as well. Not like a lot of these other jiu-jitsu players. When they hit, they hit the ground and they start getting hit, they become different fighters. She's a real fighter. She's someone that will take like you know a shot or two if she's get if she's working closer to the submission. She'll abandon it if she's not, and she'll move into something else. Maybe working for a sweep to get on top. But she utilizes that that leg lock position or those type of positions to sweep and get on top, and then she does her work. She doesn't necessarily need to focus on getting the leg lock to get the finish as much as she utilizes it to get to some to a better position to stay on top and keep the fight on the ground. Yeah, yeah, it's a it's a great fight. Tisha is that you know she's called the tiny tornado for a reason. She is a buzz saw, but she definitely needs to be on her best. On her horse, footwork is key to getting a victory here, and just keep touching her. Don't don't ever go for the big shot on her. Keep touching her in this and make her get frustrated with the takedowns. But I'm not sure she can do that. Yeah, Vince Pichelle, my old man, Vince Pichelle started out at my gym long ago. Uh, he he was he was the guy I called we called the maybe because the coach I had said you know no, and I said no, let's put him okay. We'll, we'll make him a maybe, and. We took him and just turned into a, just a tough-ass, good fighter. Going against a great wrestler in Mark Madsen, a guy who utilizes his Olympic-level wrestling to get people to the ground. But he's in against a dog with Vince Pichel. I'm just telling you, Pichel is, first off, super strong. Unbelievably strong for the weight class. Second, not fast, but durable. <laughs> durable. Not fast. Durable and has good submissions. He really does. He can pull shit off. So this is a really good matchup. Matson's never lost. Pichelle has <laughs> lost to. He lost his UFC debut coming off of uh, whatever it was, season thirteen of the Ultimate Fighter. Lost to uh, Kabalov. And, yeah, Kabalov. Uh, Ruslam and uh, lost when he got suplexed multiple times onto his head. <laughs> and. Uh, that was one loss, then lost to Gregor Gillespie. So that's the real question because he lost to Gregor Gillespie. Madsen, very similar to Gregor Gillespie as far as style. Did you learn anything from that Gregor Gillespie fight that you can put into practice here and make it so you can stop what Mark Madsen does? I guess we're going to find out. We are. The fight that I want to see is I want to see Tybura versus Rosenstruck. Ah. Two heavy guys getting after it. I want to see... If Tybura's chin is good enough to withstand that power, and I want to see if Tybura is going to utilize a little bit of wrestling. He would. To mix this thing up. Is he going to be able to? That's the question. Because he will use his hands to get in. He will go after him with that to try to get him to the ground. Can he get him to the ground? Because if he doesn't get him to the ground, he's going to have a hard time with. Is he fast enough to get in on his legs and get him to the ground? That's the question. Is he fast enough to get the uh, double unders without getting knocked out first? That's the question. Um, the other I, fight too. Hold is, on, I can't believe you're ahead. passing Ian Gary. What is wrong with oh, you? Oh, sorry. Have you, you jumped lost? all the way to the bottom of the card, John? I just jumped back up. <laughs> I, <laughs> you, you jumped to like the first prelim. <laughs> no, I'm. A, I was on the main card with Vince Michelle, and all of a sudden you went to Tybura. 
No, Vince Michelle is down on the bottom. Vince Michelle's on the main card. What is wrong with you? I don't think so. His shows no, here on, so. uh, no, on Sure Dog, it shows he's on the bottom. Well, yeah, he's, he's down here uh, in the prelims. Uh, Ian Gary and Darian Weeks is. Oh, so they moved the, it. He's on the main. Okay, I, I, I have the list that says he's on the main card. Yeah. You guys, you guys, this is how John wins bets. See, he changes the rules. Oh, they moved it. <laughs> right. uh, no, it, I think it's, um, what's it called? Um, Ian Gary, I think, is on the main card. Yeah, Ian Gary's good. But then you got, you got Aspen Ladd and Raquel Pennington. You've got, you know, Tybura and Rosenstruck. I mean, there's some good prelims on this card. There's some great. Hold on, right there again. Bring that yeah, up. Go back, go back. Yeah, yeah, so... Yeah, so... On, oh, shut up. You shut your whore mouth. Okay. <laughs> Let's see. Let's see. Bring it up a little it? bit. Yeah, there you go. There he is. Oh! That's on you. Well, that's no, on no, 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 no. That's, Podcast that's always, You shut John, up. John, how many you, times in the you past... You keep my name but, out of your whore mouth. How many times <laughs> in the past has this been wrong, though? Where we've come to the UFC events page and... It's, oh, so it's you're going to believe updated. in SureDog because you are the expert there? Ah. Well, oh man! Remember every time we <laughs> in the get, past this is getting rough happened, right now. Shared all good. good up to date, and UFC's not. Hey, been, so hey, excuse me. Are you seeing the we'll, UFC's? We'll find out list? on Friday. Are you seeing the UFC's list? Can you can you read that list real quick for me? You're Come right, on, John. Scotty. Dana White. Dana White's probably the. Come on, one. Scotty. Oh, Dana main right. card: Vince Pichel, Mark Madsen. Thank you very yep. much. Yeah, and they have a hundred percent. They have a one hundred percent accuracy rate. Dave, Dave, just say it. Just say it. <laughs> the you staff are on top of it. You were wrong. It's okay. <laughs> I oh, find God. it kind of weird that they would put that fight on the main card, though, John. It's with other fights I don't. on there. You don't. I, don't. I, I, I believe that you know. You, you're looking. Take, take a look at the records of them too. Yeah. I mean, but you've got you've got other like name people that are on this card down below. Why did you go back to Sherdog? Have you lost your mind? You just saw that it's wrong, and you go right back to him. All right, hold on, hold on. We're gonna oh, okay, do, I'll hold on. Do a load of diligence here. How about that? Okay. How about okay, that? Okay. Let's see. Let's see. John's not gonna yeah. let it go because John. No, John's because right. you John's guys finally right for once. You... <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's see. Uh, I love. You. That was fun. Thank we you. Sh- I want to say thank you stroke, to the UFC. The I, I appreciate the them for having their <laughs> list and shows that that's the order. This is great. Oh, this, this is great. great. Well, there's no report on it being. Oh no, yeah, there's no report. You know what? Anything, so. I, I got. I'm gonna have to call Joe and see how much Jamie's gonna cost to do. It. He, at least he gets shit right. God damn. <laughs> All right. Well, I'll look yeah. forward to the the card, the, the the you know the visual thing they post on Fridays with the full card layout and the time slots and everything. I'll look forward okay. to that with Ian yeah. Gary and Darian Weeks on the main card. I'll look forward to that, John. I'll send you a screenshot and everything just so that you uh, <laughs> you can enjoy your Friday night. Okay. Hey, hey, hey. I, I, this I'll, is so just, great. Just be honest, Dave. Just say it. Just say it. You were wrong. Yeah. He'll have to tell you after Friday night. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Hilarious. Ian Gary against Darian Weeks. That's a good fight, but Ian Gary is too much for Darian Weeks, I believe. It's a. Uh, Ian is. That kid's good. Tough, tough, and uh, just uh, just a banger. So, good fight. What do you think about Aspen Ladd and Raquel Pennington? I think. John and the Aspen Ladd just hasn't been the same since all the criticism, all the coaching, cornering stuff, and everything else. I think her confidence is shot. 
I think she's lost and confused on what's going on in her fight camps and her maybe in her life. I mean, all these things. I know it seems a little stretch when I say in her life, but remember, when you're a fighter, fighting is pretty much your life and should be your life during this time. And that's the problem. I think maybe her coaching, her cornering, her training, all of those things, maybe they're saying that it's right, but she hasn't looked the same since her she took her first loss. Yeah. I agree with you. you know, and then she just when when the lights started to get really bright, she started to find problems. And you know, she got the the the, the fight that she lost against Jermaine. You know, I, yeah. No yeah. no big deal and stuff, but things started to like just become heavier for her at that point right now Raquel Pennington has been fighting very well smart in the stand-up she's good can she keep the fight on the feet I think she can to a point Aspen needs to be more of the full styled MMA fighter use her stand-up to get into the takedowns get Raquel off of her feet where she's not near as good and not near as effective when she's on the ground her submission game is not you know that that dangerous so I think Aspen, if she can get the fight to the ground, has a very good chance of winning this fight. I think if it stays on the feet, I think Raquel Pennington has got more power in her shots, and I think in the end she's going to get the win if it stays upright. Yeah, I expect this fight to stay upright. I think Raquel's going to be able to stop the takedowns. Aspen Ladd's not extremely fast. She's tough, but she's not extremely fast. I think it's going to be harder for her to get in on the takedowns. And Raquel's, she's, she's, a, she's a big female. She's got some good size to her heavy hips. She's going to be someone that can just get dig on her hook, lift lift her up, get her back off the fence, start laying shots. So we'll see. But I think that um, Raquel's just got to be – she's got to be busy. She's got to make sure that she keeps the combinations coming. If she's just throwing one shot, one shot, I mean, it could end up being a closer fight than it should be. So yeah. she's got to try to land the hard shot, but she's also got to throw open up a little bit more. Sometimes in the past, she's just kind of like – not, she's putting pressure, but she's not throwing enough combinations to, to really sway the judges or whatever it is. She needs to be very active, keeping Aspen Lad guessing and keeping that jab and keeping those punches in her face to fluster her. And if you, I think with Aspen right now, it's a snowball effect. As soon as she gets her, starts touching her and touching her and touching her, the frustration level will set in and she'll start kind of willing backwards a little bit. And it's, it just, it's a snowball effect. Yeah, so I agree. What other Mickey, fights on this card? I like Mickey Gall. Yeah, like I said, Mickey Gall's grown up now, basically, in the UFC. And his easiest fights were his first fights that he ever had there. They've given him a lot of tough fights since then. So uh, I really am impressed with how much he has progressed, how much he has grown as a fighter. He's damn good. He's a tough kid. Yeah. He's got a very good submission game. His stand-up has gotten way better. And uh, he's got, you know, some losses in the... The last part, he had a, a tough fight against Alex Morano in his last one, which really was an enjoyable fight. They were both going after it. Morano started off, they were basically the same because Morano was that you know, jiu-jitsu guy that started liking the stand-up and everything. But uh, Mickey had a big win against, what, Jordan Williams before that and then lost to Alex Morano. So he's coming off with a loss. This is going to be a tough fight, but this is a fight that I think he matches up very well with Mike. So should be a, uh, this is a good prelim fight. I like it. <clears throat> One of your favorites, uh, Alexi Olenek. <laughs> and then he's fighting Vandera. He's so slow now. He is so slow now. It's, it scares me. 
you know, I really like Alexi, and he's just unbelievably uh, tough and talented as far as his ground and submission game, but he's so slow getting in there now. Take a look at how many fights does he have? He's got to have, what, like close to 80 fights? Right? Oh, that many? Yeah. He's coming in. Uh, he's got to be somewhere close. He's got at least he's 70, got, I would say. One draw, 60, 76, 76. 70, coming up on 80 fights, too. Jeez. Yeah, but it's but it is showing too. He is his stand up is scary as far as scary that you don't want to see someone with good stand up go against him. He's going against Vandera and it, a brawler, but a guy in the stand up that has actually pretty fast hands for a big guy, and he can touch him up. And he's he's got to stay away from the ground with uh, Alexi for the most part, but on the feet, I think that. Uh, Jared Vandera is going to be too much for uh, Olenek. If this fight hits the ground, though, Olenek should take it. Yeah, yeah. If it hits the ground, yeah. but Jared's got to make a big, big mistake and be uh, not fighting intelligently to allow himself to be on the ground. You know, if you knock Olenek down, back up, make him get up. Yeah. Be a smart fighter and just go about doing your business again. Do it again to him. Make him get up, and that's how you get your win. Got it. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> yeah, that sounded great. You're dying. <laughs> no. <Nah. laughs> oh, man. All right, so that's going to wrap up our UFC talk. And uh, let's get into my bookie. So mybookie.ag. Use our promo code Wayne in. There's going to be a little QR code off to the side where we're talking about these. We're going to break these fights down. John and I will tell you what fights we think should be good bets. You know, um, now look, it doesn't necessarily mean that we believe that fighter's going to win. We just believe that the other take fighter a chance on it. the but t- take a chance and make a little bit of extra money. So it comes down it comes down to what you guys um how you guys look at the betting odds. So we're gonna give you a little advice and you guys can take it or leave it. So but go to mybookie.ag, use our promo code weighing in, get a little extra spending cash for your first initial deposit. So make sure you guys uh check that out. All right, John, let's get into this. Oh my goodness, where are we at with this? I'm looking at uh, Tisha Torres, so my man Dave is really screwing up again. He can't even pull up the yeah. main event. Jesus Christ. It's right what here in the bottom. They, they, they have right it in reverse here. order this time. Oh, reverse order. Excuse me. Yeah, thank you. Okay, scroll up. <laughs> scroll, scroll it up, though. Can we put it at the top, okay. please? All right. There, there you go. go. There you go. Come on, Dave. You could make it a little easier. Wow. You know, our, our eyes are not that good. <laughs> See, like, and you look at this, right. you know, a seven minus seven ten for Volkanovski against a plus four eighty five mm-hmm. for some. I mean, hard to go, hard to go with this fight. I mean, if you're gonna go, like I said, you know, this is one I like. I like betting on the fight, so I'll put twenty dollars down on the Korean Zombie. I'll put twenty dollars down to win, a couple hundred bucks, make me happy. But I think Volkanovski's gonna win the fight. Yeah, I think where I would go though, John, is I'd probably go under the four and a half. So under four and a half is what plus three, plus one thirty. I'd probably take that. So it's gonna go. I think it's gonna go under. I think it's gonna go under four and a half rounds. You do. Yeah. Yeah, I can understand why. But you know, I think Volk. I think Volk can get him out of there probably by the third and the fourth. How many? I'd people? feel more. I'd. I'd feel more. I'd feel more. I'd feel more comfortable putting 20 bucks down on the under than I would on him winning. 
than, than zombie winning. I know that the payout's more on if zombie wins if I put 20 bucks down, but I would feel more comfortable knowing that folks probably going to win in under four and a half. I, I look at it this way. This is, I agree. I actually said that I think Volkanovski will win somewhere around the fourth round. But I look at it also and I go, it's to make the bet. There's been two guys. Yair Rodriguez stopped him with one second left in the fifth round with that crazy elbow, that upper elbow thing. That, yeah. You know, and he was winning, and Zombie was winning that fight. So, you know, that changed from a win to a loss right there. The only other guy that I can remember stopping him was Aldo, and I think that was the fourth round. No, Brian Ortega knocked him out with a spinning back fist. No, he right? didn't. Knocked him down. Didn't, no, he knocked went, him went down. Went to unanimous decision. <laughs> okay, who else beat him? Mm. Who else finished? Aldo. Aldo. Aldo? TKO, yeah, Aldo, yeah. TKO. Yep. Yeah, see, fourth round. Yep. So that's a tough one, and it yeah. was right at what? What was the time on that? It was two close minutes to that, in the fourth. Close to that four and a half. He it's did get knocked one. out in he's, the second. The dude's durable. He got, knocked out. he got knocked out by Roop. In the, second the head round. kick. George Roop knocked him out. Wow. Yeah. So it can be done. Oh, it can. Yeah. So, it's a rough one. I would take the under. Just my personal opinion. Yeah. Okay. I mean, but if you want to, yeah. No, if, no, I can look, understand why. Yeah. Because, look, Volk's going to fight at a very fast pace. He's going to fight at a fast pace. He's going to mix it up very well with the kicks, the grappling. I mean, the grappling, but the wrestling and the takedowns and the ground and pound. And I think Zombie off of his back is not the same fighter. You know, um, if he's on his feet. He possesses a lot of power in his feet. You know he's got an awkward style of stand up, but um, but I think that I think Volk can stand with him if he wants to. We saw he can stand with Max Holloway. He can stand with Zombie. Yep. And he's gonna out wrestle. I think he's gonna out wrestle him. Put a lot of he's gonna make him work in a lot of areas that he does. He's not comfortable in. So and he's gonna fight at a pace that he probably won't be able to keep up with. Piotr Jan, where, where's that one at? Since I don't see it up there. Come on, Dave. There is. Jeez, this Dave. is just a bad is, day for you. Oh my bad. God. Bad, bad, bad. Can't wait till Friday. He's All right, eat. so here is <laughs> the coming right there. Since you're making uh, me scroll the opposite direction. Yeah. I, I had to take over for the harassment from Josh. He didn't have a voice to do it today. <laughs> yes, yes. You're doing a great job. Thumbs Thank up, you. thumbs up. Thank you very much, sir. Uh, all right, Aljamain Sterling looking at, oh, my God. This tells you what everyone, and this is just, like, this is based off of going off of the last fight, and I don't blame people. Minus 350. For, plus 350. I'm sorry, plus 350. And minus 500. Plus 350 for Al Sterling. Minus 500. And then, you again, you, you got to look to that over-under. Four and a half mm -hmm. is minus 125 for the over. Plus 115. No, I think it's minus 105. Dave, can you make this bigger, please? Uh, yeah, there you go. You oh, go. thank you. You're a good man, Dave. I just I that. Minus 105 for the under. Yeah. So you're almost at even odds going under. It might happen. It might happen. Yeah. I, that's, I think, honestly, that's where I would go. I would yeah, go to I don't... the under at, at almost even at minus 105 on this fight. I don't want to give up five, you know, the, I don't want to put $500 down to win a <clears throat> but I'll definitely put a hundred dollars down to win a hundred dollars down on the under. Yeah. I think I'm going to, 
for me personally, I'd probably avoid this fight, you know, because um, I would lean more towards uh, Jan getting the win. Yeah. And I think Jan getting the, and I think it is going to go under. I think Jan getting this, I think Jan. And why are you staying away? Under. I probably, because it is one of those fights where I could see Sterling gutting it out to the very end. Yeah. Taking a lot of damage, you know, especially in the fourth and fifth. Yeah. So, but I mean, I would stay away from it. My personal opinion. What else is next? Oh, here's the one. It's actually gone Jeez. down. So people are putting money yeah. on Gilbert because Gilbert is a plus 390 while comes out Chimaev is minus 540. And the over-under is at a round and a half. I would definitely go the over. I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah. Go the over on it. I, I don't know. Chimaev has not gone past the second round in this. He might actually touch the third round in this fight. Think so? Well, I mean, he could be he could be submitted before it. Yeah, could be knocked out. He could knock out Gilbert. He's not going to submit Gilbert, but yeah. I honestly think if you know if he's able to if if Gilbert hits the ground with him and stuff, Gilbert won't be putting out that much energy. You know, he'll put out yeah. some trying to stop shots and everything. But you know, what was it, John? What was Chimaya's first fight in the UFC? John Phillips, I think. Is that what it was? Thank you. I think it was John Phillips. I think he went yes, to the second he, round with him. Yeah, it was. Okay. Uh, that was at uh, Fight Island, I know. But you know, that was Chimaev coming in on a week's notice, too. That was He was a replacement. So, I don't know. I, just, I personally would go the over on that one. I would bet the over on it. I think so. Yep. I, I don't, I'm not going to... I'm not going to... I could put money down on Gilbert at plus three ninety again, trying to win some money, but it's just, it's almost that same as the Korean zombie thing. This is one of those I kind of think I kind of feel like I know who's going to win the, Sorry, the fight, but it's tough to sit there and bet on it because of the the amount of money that you got to put out to win. Yeah. So. Yeah, I would have to agree with you. I don't think I want to put a whole lot of money down on on, the, on this fight. I mean, you could. I would probably take. For me, Come I'd on. probably take the under. I would only probably take the under. Only based on the fact that Gilbert could end up putting too much pressure on himself to get this fight to the ground. Yep. And if he gets tired, if he gets tired, and then you can't get the fight to the ground. The chin starts softening up, shots get, you know, and if if Chemayev starts putting heavy pressure on him, stuff in the takedowns, he may be able to catch him with something. So I would probably take the under. Yeah. That's what I would do. You know, but if you're going to take the under in one and a half on Chemayev, I mean. You're going to put out the 540? <laughs> you may. You may want to. I don't know. It's rough. I would just take the under. I would just take the under at 100 bucks. 110, whatever. All right, Tisha Torres. This is the fight I think I would actually bet on. And I bet quite a bit because it's an even fight. Minus 115 on both, meaning it's completely even. That one, that 15 that you're getting, that's the VIG. And over is at two and a half rounds, minus 190. Under is at two and a half rounds, plus 155. I got to tell you, this is a fight I would bet. What would you take? I'd take McKenzie? McKenzie Dirt. Interesting. Interesting. 
Yeah, John, I can't argue with that. You know, if you're going to take McKinsey Durham, though, at even money, you might as well take the under also. Absolutely. At two and a half, I would. This, Plus submissions will happen fast, and they'll happen early in the first round, maybe yep. round and a half. I would say I'd probably take the the under. Uh, so, yeah, it, it, especially the even it, even nummy, even, even money, uh, even nummy, even, even nummy money. So, all right, what other fights on here? Uh, <clears throat> all right, you got. Oh, oh, it's on the main card, buddy. Oh, look at that! <laughs> There's that fight. You might be in trouble, Dave. Go ahead, Dave. So, say it. Just say it, Dave. Dave, well, go ahead. We'll see you on Friday, like I said. It's official. Now you have to go all the way to Friday. I got it. No, no, no. I said that oh, like no, no, 20, no, 20 no, minutes no, ago. No, no. It's okay. You know, a all real right. man's able to sit there and say, yeah, okay, I was wrong. No problem. Yeah, and a real man <laughs> will real say man. that on Friday when you're proven wrong. <laughs> Interesting. Interesting. I love it. So, Pachel <laughs> is the uh, minus 135. Madsen is plus 105. Which Talk is amazing. That's putting Pichelle as the favorite against a guy that's undefeated. Interesting. I'm still not taking. I'm still not. I don't know. Let me see. So you're taking Michelle for the 135? I don't know. <laughs> he's, he's my guy, and I, obviously I want him to win. But against the wrestling of Madsen... The one thing here, this is the difference. Gregor Gillespie, when you look at him, when when he wrestles or when he's you know fighting MMA and he's wrestling, he doesn't get tired. He can go. He's got a gas tank. Madsen slows down. And I'm telling you right now, if he slows down at all in this, Pichelle is not going to wear out. Pichelle has got a gas tank and he can go. And he's going to throw all kinds of weird, you know, awkward stuff, but it works, and if Madsen starts to slow down in this at all, he's going to be in trouble. So he's got to be in great shape. You know, I, I take a look at it, the over-under. I honestly think, you know, it's it's tough to go uh, the over at 2.5 when it's minus 95 because I mean, yeah. they, they think it's going to go long, and so do I. But uh, I think I would just pick – one fighter over the other at minus 135 you're not that far off and plus 105 yeah. you take Matson, an undefeated fighter at you're putting a hundred dollars down to win 105 not bad but how does Matson win when he gets to fight to the ground you know he's not going to submit uh Pichel. he's going to have to ground and pound him similar to what uh gillespie did and, and, and really he's got to make him work because Pichel is very good at getting back to his feet let him get back to his feet, set up your takedown as he's getting back to his feet, and then return him right to the mat. So all that effort and all that work is for naught. And then just continually, you know, have this, you know, just pattern that you keep doing. That will you know, get him the win. Got it. All right, guys. Well, hey, that's going to wrap up our mybookie.ag conversation. We will talk and use our promo code Wayne in. Hopefully you guys take a little bit of our advice. Let us know if you guys want any money. Hit us up in the comments. And, uh, you know, because I still read those bad boys. I love them. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Dave, get us off on some news. Or what All else right. we got? Oh, we're going to touch first on the BK. On the Bare Knuckle Boxing. You got Bare Knuckle Boxing, main event. Yeah, we'll talk the main event real quick. John, what do you got? Dude, we got Mike Richmond, who uh, used to fight featherweight in Bellator. Tough dude, ex-Marine, great guy. 
really packed on some weight as far as, you know, he's bulked up. He looks good. He's fighting Dave Rickles, the caveman, a guy that is uh, just, he's a, he's a show stealer there in Kansas. This has got to be in Kansas is where this fight is happening. It has to be because that's why Rickles would be the headliner. He brings a ton of people. Dave Rickles is tough as hell. Mike Richmond has got the smoother, uh, more technically sound-looking stand-up. I don't know if he has the power. You know, with bare knuckle, you you've always got the power to put someone away. Rickles is a he's a gamer. He's tough, but in looking at this, just speed-wise and everything, Richmond's probably going to be faster uh, than Rickles. Rickles might you know might be a little bit as far as the height and everything. What's the what's his height compared to Richmond? Richmond wasn't that that short, but he's going to have some uh, length and uh, height advantage to a point. But this is a good matchup. These guys are both both gamers, both scrappers. They, neither one gives an inch, so it's a fun fight. Rickle still, to me, has one of the best walkouts ever. Oh, he's had a couple the, of the best walkouts. When they did the mannequin challenge and then Bellator was able to get the audience to be part of it. Yeah. That was that was freaking awesome. Yeah. Dude, he's, awesome. He so. had one. He came out with the, the giant t-rex dinosaur yeah. behind him and stuff that was moving yeah. he had one where he had the flintstone mobile remember the flintstone yes. mobile and he comes out now and it was great you know he's awesome great guy all right well wish the best of best wish the best of luck best to both of, of them best. and uh best of best of best of luck, best of best of luck. <laughs> all right dave let's get into some news all right um so this first story um is around the pfl so there, um, the PFL has been flagged for suspicious betting activity, and um, basically the story is is that there were a bunch of like rapid changes in the in the betting, um, and the suspected like report is that um, PFL had recorded their last challenger series on like ahead of the actual airing of it, and so that was what um affected the betting and so now they're uh, under investigation for it um kind of in like in the same breath um pfl apparently has a challenger series this friday on the 8th i'm seeing it on sharedog but there's no fights for it and i can't find um any reports or anything that tell me why there are no hell you can't even get the right main event fights for the ufc i don't expect you to (laughs) (laughs) jabbing at you right now dave (laughs) That one was yeah, fun. I'm sorry. I poke at you in fun. This guy's poking oh! at you for real. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. It's going to be so sweet on Friday when I prove John wrong. Uh, oh, oh, no. You know what? Yes. I, I was going to tell you, hey, Dave, man, I'm sorry for that one. That one I was just, just joshing. But now, eat that one, Dave. <laughs> just, just joshing. I love that. Just joshing you. Yep. Um, I, This is not good. What does it remind this you of? Not- does it remind you of anything? Yeah, basketball. Basketball betting, Pete Rose betting. Yeah, I, it, <laughs> it reminds me of just being shady. And look, and look, I don't know if they are, I don't know if they were involved in it. Doesn't matter. It looks bad. If you go back yeah. in time in fighting, go back. Do you remember Elite XC? Yes. Do you remember Kimbo Slice having a last minute replacement with Seth yeah. Petrozelli? Yes, I do. Do you remember that there was supposedly a backroom agreement that Seth Petrozelli would not be trying to take the fight to the ground and would stand with Kimbo and bang? And do you remember there was this bald guy named Dana White that came out in all the media saying, that shit's illegal because 
he knew that it, that was a death blow. You start yeah. to do anything that people can sit there and say, man, you are altering the fights or you're altering the ability as far as gambling on things, man, th- th- this is bad. And I'm not saying the PFL did this. I hope that this comes out where it's like, ah, nope. Yeah. It just doesn't look good with the fans and especially people that do put bets down. This is bad. You can't have this kind of thing. It can ruin you. Yeah, if you're a gambling site, you don't want you don't want your name anywhere associated with them. And right now, the biggest money to be made is from gambling sites. Yes. When it comes to these promotions, these sports, these booking agents, yeah. and all these other things, Draft you know, Kings. sport, yeah, DraftKings, my bookie, my bookie. <clears throat> all these all these companies, they're dishing out a lot of money. Yep, they and are. So, um, yeah, it's not a good look because you may end up losing your your sponsor. That's not good. That's not good, John. So, and then not only that, but then this is the other thing. I saw this on the bottom of the ESPN ticker last night. That's bad. So that's, and it says ESPN is launching an investigation on it. Well, that's because who covers it? ESPN. What do you think ESPN will do if that happened? Give them the boot. Drop it. They will boot them fast. They can't have that. This is, I mean, people sometimes don't understand how serious this type of crap is when it comes to the sporting world. This goes back, you know, all the way into, look, this is the mobsters and stuff trying to, you know, adjust the outcomes. This is Vince McMahon shit, okay, as far as that's why it's pro wrestling. Vince McMahon gets to, you know, determine, you like this, Dave? This is good for you because you love this shit. He has that predetermined outcome. That's why no one bets on professional wrestling. Actually, you can though. <laughs> Stop. <clears throat> you can. Um, yeah, you can. What are you uh, going to bet? Bet for who I think is going to win. Yeah. <laughs> Not that I watch it. How in the <laughs> world could they even have that? Because there's people that know who's going to win. So they can bet. But John, do you know who's going to win? Doesn't matter. I don't know who's going to win. I know and there's my, someone that and, does. And that, and that bookie doesn't know who's going to win. <laughs> he may, Dude. but maybe he doesn't. Apparently all these That's guys funny. covered WWE. Wow. Show okay. me. Right, my bookie does. My bookie does down there. My bookie, you cover. You are, have you lost your minds? <laughs> uh, tennis. All right. Let's see That's so funny. Here. I don't think it, well, see, they, could, they could do a lot of things with it. I don't think they could do the win loss. Does he get potty slammed? Does he get this? Yeah, Does exactly. Does he hit him with the whatever his finish? Yeah, but then move. you still know. But they see they, they know the moves also. Yeah, but that's it. That you could hit him with the finishing move and oh, he remark, remark, remarkably gets out. All that bullshit. Yeah, interesting. Uh, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm looking. My bookie, I couldn't find it. I looked under the entertainment section. Yeah. It wasn't there. But I, I don't. I don't see. I've never seen a website actually have a thing on wins and losses in pro wrestling come should on should be maybe we should start one john god <laughs> stay away from it. all right let's Good go Dave next Leonard. one next. All right, next next story um juliana pena has been doing the rounds with some comments recently and i've got a couple of uh comments that she's made uh, a little you know separately but the first one is targeted towards ronda rousey um and she came out and said um 
Ronda Rousey got knocked out twice and never came back. So how legit is she? She had to go to pro wrestling. If it gets under her skin to know that her legacy is kind of ruined by the fact that she never came back and never got back <clears throat> on the horse, then I would like to invite her to please come back. Uh, and if she would like to come back, I welcome her with open arms. What else did she say? Because she also called her a joke. Well, that's the, that's the main kind of portion of the comp. That's the, the main thing, but she also, you, you're missing parts of it. Because there was a lot that Juliana Pena said. Look, I like Juliana Pena, but you have lost your mind. Okay? what? <laughs> let, let, let's break this down as simple as it can be. What did... Uh, is it that Ronda Rousey was only a fighter, and yeah, she was the champion, and she had these fast wins, and then she lost twice and was gone? If that's the way you're looking at it, you're not giving credit where credit is due. I am not saying that Ronda Rousey started women's MMA. She didn't. Okay, and I can I can bring up the women that were doing it long before Ronda Rousey even thought about doing it. But it was Ronda Rousey that you can thank for you having that belt in that organization that you're fighting for called the UFC because Dana how many times had come out saying there will never be women fighting in the UFC? There will never be women fighting in the UFC. And there was one woman that chirped at him and then goes after him, actually walks up to him in restaurants and opens her mouth and makes it to where because she had had her contract bought, you know, basically taken over. She was in Strike Force. Strike Force gets bought out by the UFC and with that, because she opened her mouth and made Dana, in a way, say, all right, we'll try it. And he realized, oh, this person moves the needle. Oh, my God, this is something good. She's the reason that you're able to work where you're working. You should respect that. This is the same as, we'll say, Josh Thompson. Josh Thompson weighed 155 pounds when he fought. Do I think that Josh, in a MMA fight, near the end of his career, could have beaten Hoist Gracie near the end of his career. Absolutely. Okay? Just a more complete fighter. Does that take anything away from what Hoist did? How many guys do you see bagging on Hoist Gracie? You know why? They're not bagging on him because he's the guy that opened the goddamn door. And you should respect that because that's everything. You can have your opinion that you could beat Ronda Rousey. And that's okay. And I'm 100% behind you believing that. But her leaving, it may not have been what you would have done. But she left. And she's making a lot of money. And she's happy with where she's at. And you should respect the fact that she was the person that basically got you the ability to be where you're at, making the comments that you're making off of what she set up for you. You need to you need to take a step back. That that belt's getting too too shiny and it's starting to blind your eyes. I I pretty much ditto everything you're saying. I think I agree with you hundred percent. Um I think that with Rhonda Wright, I think you see it with uh, Kayla Harrison as well. Started off in judo, went from judo to MMA. Now, you know, and then now having a kid, same thing with Kayla, having kids. Their lives change, you know. Sure. They've achieved one goal. They've achieved the next goal. I wouldn't be surprised if Kayla Harrison runs off and does does WWE or whatever else either. It just it would not surprise me. 
knowing that she's got such a vocal voice, Rhonda didn't really have it. She had a vocal voice in the sport of MMA, but she wasn't a very vocal person. She was, she was good. She was very good. She was a very good fighter, but she didn't, she didn't, she didn't have that, the voice that say like Kayla Harrison has, you know, like she's very vocal. Kayla Harrison's very vocal. (laughs) She was not, she sure. She said some things, but she was not, she let her actions, you know, um, tell everyone who she was in that cage. But she, what, what Juliana's missing is that she achieved both goals in the Olympics and being in the Olympics and as well as being, you know, a champion in MMA. Then she went off and now she's in the WWE. Let her ride off into the sunset. Leave yes. her alone. Yes. She's got a family. She's married. She has kids. Like, leave her alone. Look, not every female, not every male's dream is to fight for their whole life. It's not their dream. It's like, look, I do it because I'm good at it. I do it because I make a lot of money at it. It's not their dream to keep doing this shit forever. Like people still hit me up. Hey, why don't you make a comeback? Oh yeah. Fuck you. <laughs> I have no desire to make I have no desire to make any comeback. You know, and it's not just me. Other fighters that have left, I've talked to certain ones and they're like, Yeah, I fought till the bitter end. I'm, and I was just done. I had nothing left in me. I was just done. And that's okay. It's time to go move on and do other things. You know, and so in this situation, Juliana, I think right now is playing the perfect part, John. She's playing the heel. Yep. Because people have already made her out to be the heel. She's going to continue to be that way. And the fact that she's saying stuff about Ronda, she's saying stuff about uh, Amanda Nunes, she's saying stuff about everyone. That's part of her shtick. Let her be her. She's. I get what she's doing. She's trying to garner more attention. We're here now talking about this. Yeah, she's true. Keep, we're, we're making her relevant until her next fight. Smart play by her. I hope it's just a stick, but I think it is. I think this is who she decided to be. She has been vocal before in the past. This is how she got that title shot against Amanda Nunes. Yeah. No, I want her. I can beat her. She She's tailor-made for me. All of those things. She's fought lesser opponents and lost to them. And so for her, she knew stylistically that was a good matchup for her. I think that she plays a good heel. She's going to continue to be this heel, I think. And look, you win long enough to become the heel. <laughs> you know, and that's kind of where she's at right now. She's kind of in that position. So I think she's she's doing this hopefully as a stick. Um, I mean, there's probably a little bit of her that would like to fight Ronda. I'm sure she would. I think, yeah, I think she needs to leave Ronda alone because like you said, there's fighters that it's, the game's evolved so much, you know? If you go back and you look at some of the old, you know, some of the old female fighters. <laughs> Sorry, excuse me. And you were to match them up with her now. She would walk right through them. Yep. It wouldn't be it's a, it'd be a joke. Yeah. She, her herself, she's evolved so much yeah. since since she came into the UFC. How many times have she's we said that? How many times have we said look, if you're not a hundred percent in, get out. Yeah. And yeah. guess what? Rhonda wasn't a hundred percent in at the end. Get out. And that's what she did. That was the right move. Juliana, she's a hundred percent in. I, I agree with you. I think she's just trying to be play the heel part, maybe try to coax Rhonda back. Because she believes that would be a big money fight, and it would. It would be great for her. But don't disrespect what she did. Yep. Yeah, so I she, agree. So I she agree. also um, she also came out and talked about Nunez at the 145 <clears throat> in the 145 division as a champion, and she said, let's talk about this for a second. 
Holly Holm and Jermaine both said they're not going back to featherweight at 145. They're staying at bantamweight. Megan Anderson retired. Felicia retired. Can you name anyone else in the division other than other than Amanda? She's a champ at 145. Of who? Yeah, I mean, she says she's still the champ of a division of one person, so that's nice. <laughs> she's playing. She's playing the hill, John. It's called all in. She, yeah, yeah. She wants to make sure that this second fight's a big fight for her in pay per view. Okay. You know, Smart. so she's she's saying things like this because look, if she goes out there and starches her again, what are people going to say? Uh, They're going to start saying she's the greatest female. We know oh, we know it's going to come out of Dana White's ah. mouth. We know it's going it. to come out of Dana White's mouth. She's the greatest female the greatest fighter female ever fighter of all time. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just telling you right now, it's going to come out of Dana White's mouth. She's the greatest female fighter of all time. Yep. All right, next. All right, um, let's get into this last story here. So um, there's this whole thing with Peter Yan in his corner. Um, and so supposedly he was supposed to have Sean O'Malley and Cejudo in his corner. And there was a point at which that, you know, was was being favored by everybody. And then Cejudo comes out. He basically says, you know, Peter Yan says, uh, just bring me my water. And then Cejudo tweets out, um, I'm nobody's water boy. Um you know, not doing the corner. And then Sean O'Malley comes out and says, yeah, I'm not going to corner that fucking dude. I don't care if he wins. I do like Peter, though. He's a funny little dude in person. Uh, I just want to fucking square up with him, you know? Maybe. I don't know. But it's just interesting, the dynamic there, and then how that's going to affect Peter Yan with, you know, the, the whole corner situation. Yeah, John, is he really going to fight with no corners? Well, he's no. He will have a corner. Who? It may not be his normal corner. You don't, Josh. Okay, I'm gonna bring you back in time. No, bring let, me let, back. Let's go back in time a little bit. Talk to me, Goose. Again, I just, I just had you fighting Hoist Gracie. I can go back in time. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh. you always had Javier and Bob Cook in your corner, yeah. just about every fight, every yeah. fight, and you would, at times, have other guys too. Yeah. Okay. So now I'm going to take away Bob Cook, Javier Mendez, Ron Kessler, anybody, Asidio, Rosales. They're they're gone. Can you come up with people as a corner? Yeah, but I also uh, live. Does he live here? No, he doesn't live here. But he, he knows people. That's my. All, that's, I'm not saying okay. it's perfect. I'm not saying yeah. it's perfect. I think he's he was using the whole thing with the Sean O'Malley and the Henry Cejudo thing as it, look. It's it's a it's a shtick. It's a it's a marketing thing. It's a he's putting he it out there so. for the media. Yeah, but there's you could always find someone to be that person. Now I'm not saying that they're going to be as good for you as your normal corner, but I am going to say that really, what do you need? Well, it's nice to get good information about what you need to do if you're making little mistakes, if there's something he's doing, and how to stop what he's doing. All those things are really important. They're really good. He may not get those from the person, but even if even if it's as much as he's already got a cut, man, that the UFC is supplying that. And so even if it's as much as someone to come in, put ice on his chest, cool him down, give him some water. Look, he's been there. He's done it many times in the past. Obviously, I do think that the corner thing is, it, it's a negative of him going into the fight that he doesn't have his normal corner. But he's going to be fine, and he's got somebody that he can pull in and, Put in that position. Does he speak English? 
Not much. Not much. So you have to find somebody that he can, that can, I guess, speak a little bit of Russian. I don't even know. Maybe, maybe not. John, I mean. I'm not saying that it's, look, I think it, it puts him in a deficit in the fight to a point as far as it's a negative going into the fight, but. For him, where's it? Cares. Where's this fight at? Is it where? Where's the where's Jacksonville. the event? This is it, Jacksonville, is it Jacksonville. Yeah. So who does he? Who would he potentially know? And if like you've got at least you've got teams down there that he could potentially have someone come court code. Yeah. You've got um, Sanford MMA. He's you've also got, he's got know, American ATT. Top Team, and they got a lot of people speaking Russian there. Yes. Yeah. I mean that that would be your best bet having somebody yeah. like that. You know, come. It would just be difficult. You know, it's just difficult. John, I would be, I would have been lost in so, so many of my fights. I mean, this guy's fucking fighting for a world title. Yeah, I mean, he's fighting against. There's a comfort back. factor that is not there, based yeah. upon it, and it's it it is something that's significant. But he's talked about it, and he's put it like doesn't matter. Yeah, well, because at the end of the day, right? It's you, it's you that's out it. there. That's it. You know, but but you you still need an outside voice that knows what the hell they're talking about <laughs> like you know hey you know you're hurting him to the body keep going to the body or hey keep cutting yeah. the cage off don't chase him like little things like that will make a big difference sure you know don't lunge in big shots getting taken down like even you know, if it's like just little... repeating what that game plan was yeah exactly yeah. exactly huh well i mean it kind of sucks cuz you know you everyone got all hyped up about Sean O'Malley and Henry Cejudo cornering him so, but who knows? Maybe you're right. Maybe he wasn't never going to have them corner. Yeah. Maybe he was just, you know, playing it as, as a social media thing. Who knows? Yep. Hey, go to, go ahead. Hey, I, go I, to waitingpodcast.com and get Ready? one of these fantastic hoodies. Yes. I like that. That's, I like that logo a lot. So do I. <laughs> Old school, baby. Oh, yes, OG. So. We also have coffee mugs, long sleeve hoodies, sweatshirts. Maybe we should get some long Kleenex. Sleeve. Yes, we should. I know. I'm just dying over here, man. I'm sorry, guys. If you guys had to listen to this show, I'm sure you're like, gosh, this, you're already bad enough with all your... My nose is so messed up normally because I've got cauliflower in one side of my nose and I've got a deviated septum on the other. So my nose doesn't drain properly. It runs down my throat. And so that's why I'm always like, <laughs> I hate I hate it, John. I hate it. I, did, I just don't know. Like, even when I talk to my nose doctor, because there's a hand, was it hand, foot, and nose doctor? How, okay, how is nose. that? How is what? How do they come up with, okay, you're going to look three things, hands and feet. That makes, okay. I think it's ear also. <laughs> oh, I, think, I think they do ear. Is so it ear, ear nose, and throat? Ear, nose, and throat. Yeah, okay. ear, nose, and throat. Something got like it. that. Yeah, okay. there you go. So you said hands and feet. And, how, how is that? Yeah, ear, nose, and throat. Yeah, and so I went to the specialist. He's like, "Look, even if I fix your deviated septum, he's like, it's still not gonna do anything. He's like, you're still gonna. It's so I don't know. I don't even know how to get it fixed. So you I don't. got cauliflower on the other side. Just he's like, with look it. with cauliflower. Yeah, he's like with cauliflower. He's like, what happens is cauliflower pushes on the bone. The bone gets soft then. So if I if I scrape it out, he's like, the bone will be softer. So it's easier for your your nasal cavity to um, collapse. So if you get bump training, I get, he's like, I'm like. Fuck. It's just a, it's a shit situation to be in. So, anyways, yeah, hey, go all to wait. Your whole side of your face just did dead sick. Yeah, yeah. You know, and then what makes it even worse is I have a, I have a, I have a chip right on the bone on the tip of my nose. I've got a, a V-line chip right on my bone, right where my nose. So my nose was broken, but not broken like to where I needed to have it reset or anything. 
but it was broken where there's a chip. I can feel the indention right here on my nose. It's so crazy. So, John, when people ask me, do you want to fight again? I'm like, fuck no. you. <laughs> no desire. None. I'm dealing with my hand injury. I tried to pull the helmet off the other day and I hurt myself. So. I'm not going to ask what kind of helmet you're trying to pull off. <laughs> Oh, man, I can't even laugh. That's so ridiculous. And my throat's not even sore. So my throat's not sore. You guys just got to listen to me talk. That's the most painful thing I've had. All right, guys. Well, hey, thank you so much for dealing with this. Hopefully you guys listened to the whole show. If you guys didn't, I'm sorry. Uh, hopefully it'll be better by, uh, by uh, the weekend show. Also, John and I, we are hosting the Bellator Presser on Monday, which will be featured on Showtime's um, YouTube as well as Bellator's YouTube. John and I will be hosting the podcast. Wayne and podcast will be hosting the presser. We'll be opening the show and closing the show with post post fight interviews. So that's a big deal for us. We're pumped. We're excited, and um, wanted to let everyone you guys know. So make sure you guys tune in for uh, for that presser, man. I believe it starts at noon PST time. I think is when it starts. So um, let's have some fun, man. This is gonna be great. Oh, Wayne and podcast is hosting the the Bellator press conference. I cannot wait. This is gonna be a great time. I just hope that Dave can put them in the right order. <laughs> oh god right. oh no for everyone out there man thank you for listening we hope you had fun i hope you enjoyed the sultry tones of josh the punk thompson because it was fantastic and be good to someone out there be good to dave be nice to dave john be nice to dave john john be nice to dave have fun out there everyone and we will see you <laughs>